What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast. This is episode 35, and I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my friend, my main man, the co-host right here, Mr. Chris Rivers. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Well, funny you should ask. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we've taken a little two-week hiatus, much like Superman and Lois, apparently. Uh, yeah. So Thursday prior... I uh, started coming down with something. I thought it was a uh, just a little allergy-related nonsense. Come to find out, it was not. It was some sort of virus. Not the virus. I got tested. I'm good. But all of last week, I sounded like I was going through puberty and felt like absolute nonsense. But starting to slowly get better. So we're here. You know, we're we're here. We're fine. We're doing okay. How are you? How's how's life? Good. Life is uh, about the same. About the same. Yeah. I, uh, I've i been... I haven't been avoiding the Olympics, but I just haven't felt the need to watch. How unavoidable. Uh, we we, we kind of... T- <laughs> <laughs> They're based on Greek games, all right? So right. I don't know how... <laughs> uh, but we, we talked a little bit before the show about how the, the Simone Biles stuff is is going and people's reaction to her doing what's best for her and that just kind of put me over the top i was like you know what? i just i'm not feeling it yeah so well we got i just took myself out of it we're recording monday the 2nd of august and she did say this morning she is going to do the the vault beam i think or the beams or something like that and which is the yeah. last competition so she'll define in that she'll win gold and just shut all the haters up but it's been great i i love the olympics and i had a a little bit of a watch party for the opening night which was okay nintendo pulled out apparently last minute but they were gonna have all of our ip there like uh, mario legend of zelda link and everything but apparently they pulled out last minute and it so was no good. nintendo babies right and they didn't have it was okay as far as um the opening nights go. Not my not my favorite, but it'll do. Uh, we'll get let's let's talk about that here in a minute. Let's get some quick housekeeping out of the way. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting services of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating for podcasting apps. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know what it is that we can improve upon and what you don't like and how we can improve the show. Again, we can't uh, improve or fix anything if you don't tell us what it is is but if you want to do right. more you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide there's a couple of tiers you could throw a couple of bucks our way if you want to do that way as well uh so we've got two weeks of news to talk about here which is oddly enough not hardly anything in gaming and not hardly anything in tv of course movies is our our biggest thing but uh if you remember our last episode we talked about uh doing a little bit of homework with our tv shows and doing doom control um, so I want to talk about everything else I've been watching before we get right into that one. Of course, we've been watching the Olympics nonstop. It's just always been on, you know, on my computer screen or on TV. Of course, with our normal Big Brother that I watch and Bachelorette, Chris. We've got uh, two weeks and it's done. Just wow. So you know. Um, We're good. <laughs> we've got started Ted Lasso. Oh. Season two started and we're two episodes down. 
uh, we're to the point now we wish we would have waited until we could binge watch everything because it's just a bingeable show and we're already yeah. committed to two episodes so we're just going to keep watching it week by week and then uh, to keep it relevant to this show season seven of the flash dropped last friday and i've already got four episodes to go and i'm done so <laughs> cool and it, it's was um, it a 16 episode season 18 18 and this was the one where covid impacted it so when the finale of season six happened it didn't really feel like a finale and then they wrapped mm-hmm. it all up into three episodes like i'm already past where cisco is off the show now harrison wells is off the show now and we've got this new er cast they were there in season six did, and it's did you avoid spoilers yes so i don't the finale. know anything's going on i i saw them because i wasn't going to be able to watch it anytime soon so i was like i'll just read it why not yeah so let me tell you what happens now. <laughs> let me ruin it for you real quick like um so doom patrol i am five episodes into the first season uh, obviously, the the Ill, whatever illness took over me last week is took over all my watching time, and then the Flash came out, and I just kind of been binge watching it. I'm uh, trying to think of what's going on. I just finished the Mark Shepard arc. I'm pretty sure, where with the sacrificial, um, bolt the book and think like the guy, the little kids, the book or something like that. It's been, I guess, two mm-hmm. weeks since I've watched it, but it's okay. So I have to be. Do what? I have to be very careful about what I say then, because I finished the first two seasons. So. Oh, so you've already finished it all? Yeah. So I'm, so I'm. So Cyborg's a well, not really officially part of the team, but like he's still defying his dad and being on the team and being over here helping, and mm-hmm. it's different. I like the the narrator. I, I'm assuming he's the the big bad of the first season. I forget the Mr. Nothing or Mr. Nobody. Yeah. And Mr. Nobody. It's a, it's a pretty decent show. Like it got real gory there for a minute and I love Brendan Fraser and uh-huh. it's just hadn't got its its teeth sunk into me quite yet, but I'm still enjoying it. How's your experience? It's with it? uh I really loved it. Um it's I think I I think I was in seven episodes seven episodes into the first season or so when i texted you and i was like it's an ensemble so it, it reminds me of, and and it has a good bit of humor so it reminds me a lot of legends in that in yeah. those two ways uh but it gets to be darker gorier with uh more adult language uh it does have nudity that pops up occasionally mm-hmm. first episode and uh and it pops up again oh, oh, good. throughout some other episodes. Uh, so, but it gets to be like the grown-up version of Legends, yeah. in in a sense, um, which I like Legends, so this, that's perfect for me. But um, it's got a really good cast. I like the way that they have uh, Matt Bomer voicing Larry. And you see him as Larry in the flashbacks. Mm. But it's a different actor who portrays Larry when he's wrapped in bandages. All he is is just a body. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing with Brendan Fraser as Cliff. He voices the character 
it's someone different in in the wardrobe but you see him as the character in flashbacks um it's a really good ensemble too i don't know with where you're at in the series i would say i would say jane probably steals the show mm. uh that's extremely it's got to be a hard part to play because she's got what is it 64 different personalities right. and she plays and each, each and each one has its own superpower must be nice. her own meta ability uh from where she was experimented on so yeah it gets it gets better um mark shepherd comes back um you get trying to think the first season's like 15 episodes okay um and then the second one i guess was hit by covid because it's only like nine or ten um they've already like they're about to drop season three soon ish titans drop season three is it later this month uh what we got two weeks august 12th or 10 days from now I can't wait. Yeah. Oh god, so, I can't wait. And of course this launched off of Titans. They did the backdoor pilot as a Titans episode where we saw where Beast Boy was staying and Right. He has not appeared in Doom Patrol. And that was weird because I haven't even mentioned any of the Titans or like that room that Beast Boy was living in. They haven't even shown it off or anything. Right. So I was like, And I think because weird. because we're that's one thing I kept thinking as I was watching some of the episodes. Where are we in the timeline? Right. Because we got the characters' origin stories. Um, but it's just, it's a weird timeline. I think we haven't gotten to Beast Boy yet. That would make sense. I don't think he's, I don't think he's been there. Um, but I would have to... I don't know. I'd I'd have to see if there's anything about that online. I wish, because I'm pretty sure none of the like Doom Patrol or um, Titans are part of the the multiverse, the Arrowverse, whatever you want to call it. I wish it was, but like Titans is going well, to the... Gotham this next season, and uh-huh. I don't know if they're going to mention Batwoman or anything because none of that has been I... said. It's a different Batman too, so I don't know. I thought they were part of the. So that's what I Arrowverse. thought too. But like with them going to Gotham, Cause, I don't know. Because Berlanti is an executive producer on. Right. Let's you know. It's just a quick, so, uh, quick search away. Let's see. Unless, unless he's doing what he did with Black Lightning, and he's saying we're not gonna put it in there now. We'll let you know when we decide to cross it over. Right. Uh... And maybe that's what happens. With Titans going to Gotham. Uh, so, as of January 15th, 2020, they are Crisis on Infinite Earth confirms Titans and Doom Patrol are not connected. They're set in different uh, universes, I guess. So That sucks. Yeah. But then, like, June 27th of 2020, they're 
they are part of the multiverse. Titans is on Earth-9 and Doom Patrol is on Earth-20. Well, that doesn't make any sense. How's Titans on Earth-9 and Doom Patrol on Earth-21 if they've already linked up? Anyways, internet's yeah, weird. I didn't. So, but yeah, Doom Patrol, I've got to... I'll probably start it back once I finish Flash this week and knock out, should be able to knock out the first season before we record again. But another show that we have been watching that is also on a two-week hiatus again is uh, Superman and Lois. We watched the most recent episode, Fail Safe was its episode uh, name. Ratings, it was 0.15 down from 0.18. Um uh-huh. Not really going to go through our normal uh, uh, hero verse for it. Not hero verse. Is it hero verse? Hero yeah. cravings. Yeah, hero cravings. But <laughs> too much verses going on. And right. This episode I enjoyed a lot better than the one prior. I did not think I would. Mm-hmm. But again, it had more of a small villi feel to it. And I'm just. I really want this season to end and them to film season two and it be um, different. Yeah, they they need to do a different direction, at least to me. But when I'm seeing everyone else's reactions to it, they're loving it. Like People are absolutely loving this show. And I'm like, it just doesn't, doesn't have that Arrowverse feel for me, right. which I know is kind of their thing. But if somehow next well, season we don't get Supergirl in it, especially with her show ending... I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. I, again, we talked about it one episode ago. Some of the stuff that has been mentioned, some of the things that they've dealt with, to not say, hey, maybe Kara can help. Right. To not even bring it up as an option. And- um. Or why even it, it, John Henry Irons isn't concerned about her being on this Earth right now. Right. I mean, Supergirl exists. Right. It's well known. Um, but they haven't even gone that direction with it. And <laughs> it's like you got you got We know that this is in the same universe. Right. Right. Tyler. Tyler Hecklin played Superman. Mm-hmm. On Supergirl. Why are you not... Obvious references have to... They don't have to deliver on it. You don't have to have Supergirl show up. But if someone mentions her, it's like, hey, can she help? It's like, well, actually, she's, yeah, she's dealing, dealing with this right now. Yeah. Okay. She's tied up it's with acknowledged. this one. It's It's piss poor writing. That's yeah. what it is. It's... And it can, it needs to be better. I last time last episode we had I said that felt like the finale to me and they're still going on we have two episodes left and I'm like I mean no I understand where we're at and again I enjoyed this episode much more than the previous one and the CGI was better the the boys were actually had something to do and it actually smelt felt like smallville both of them being grounded and no <laughs> yeah it's uh, uh I, I want john so, to don that suit so bad from john henry iron but we'll see so the thing is um i told you before the show started that i accidentally 
Well, I didn't accidentally watch this episode twice. I accidentally started it a second time because I wasn't aware that they had gone back into a hiatus. Um, what I didn't say <laughs> is that all week long, I forgot about Superman and Lois. <laughs> it's just not it memorable. didn't. Cr- it didn't cross my mind, and I was I was sitting there, and we decided, you know, when we were going to record, and I'm like, oh, I. I need to watch that for this week, like four hours before we're recording. And it's the same episode. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the... And it took a minute because there's part of me going, does it just seem like the same episode because we've kind of had that happen? Or is it, re- no, it's really the same episode. Okay. Um, I, we say it every week. Um, they need to drop some of these other storylines. Mm-hmm. They they just they they aren't necessary. And uh, I get it. You know the fire department wants what's his name Kyle. Yeah, they just or, that storyline doesn't make they, any sense to me at all. Like they're all the whole town is hating on him for backing uh, Edge. I mean the same thing happened to him. And the like it happened to everybody else. He was just trying to help the the city out, and he got burnt the same way y'all did. I think he's about to sacrifice himself. I could see that and make the town believe that. Uh huh. And that'll do a yeah. whole little storyline arc for. No, I think he's confirmed for season two. The actor. I could bring him back though, and. Mm. Some other it's the Arrowverse. No one ever stays dead. So uh, they could. He could make the gesture of sacrificing himself and then right. uh, be saved from dying by Superman or something. Finds out it's Clark. Again, painfully obvious who he is. Um, yeah. <laughs> next week's episode is titled "The Eradicator" because we are still on the Eradicator and that storyline. Um, what what do you think is going on, by the way? Because at the end of this episode, um, Morgan Edge flies up into space, mm-hmm. and it's like he's absorbing the sun. Yeah, he's, I guess, just getting more powerful. I mean, I don't, I've got no idea. I've, I've got, I'm at a loss with lore and where anything's going to happen with it, honestly. But apparently... Apparently, this was his father's plan. Apparently, the plan of turning Superman was his plan, based on what we saw early in the episode, right? Because he's like, he's like me. He wanted company, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this was his father's plan, and he makes the comment when speaking with his father's hologram that uh, he'd rather do it his way because he doesn't want to have to die right? doing it his father's way. So apparently this is going to kill him. Ultimately. Um, so I'm just, I don't know. I'm curious how this plays out. But we keep getting the Superman is worried that he's going to flip mm-hmm. dialogue. You know, this is still there. So he'll be pushed to his breaking point. Yeah, 4434 is still... Uh... 
he said, I'm going to take it. You know, the general said, I'm going to destroy it all. Superman's like, nah, I'd keep it. Which, I, again, that whole storyline, I've never understood. Yes, I would keep it too. Duh. I mean, there's so many things yeah. that, like, there's other Kryptonians. There's other things that could, Superman could flip. I don't know why it's such a big deal to not keep it. But, right. yeah, to each their own. Uh, two more episodes. And they'll be done for the first season. Yeah. Don't know how we're gonna. Then what are we that. doing? Then we'll have to figure that out. Well, the Titans will be back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Titans will be back. Doom Patrol probably not long after that, right? Yeah. I'm not sure how. I don't know if Titans does it weekly. I don't think they do it weekly on HBO Max. They just dump it all. They just drop theirs. So, yeah. We'll have to figure something out. Well, yeah. Because that's going to be one of those shows that always... I just want to binge the absolute nonsense out of. Yeah. So I, just, I love that. But we could talk about an episode a week. Yeah, we could do that. Or two episodes a week or something. Um, I've got, speaking of two, Chris, I've only got two news stories here. Well, four news stories, two with articles. First one is HBO's The Last of Us adds, is, adds fringes and a torp to play Tess. We're going to mm. Deadline.com by Alexandra Del Rosario. Fringe alum Anna Torp has joined the cast of HBO's Last of Us in a recurring role opposite Pedro Pascal at Bella Ramsey. The series, based on the widely popular 2014 PlayStation game of the same name, hails from Chernobyl's Craig Mazin and The Last of Us creator Neil Druckmann. If you've played the game or know anything about the game, future spoilers, she doesn't last long. So I wonder how many episodes is they're going to span this out, if you know what I mean, just to, until we get her done. Did you ever watch Fringe? No, much to my wife's dismay, no. I watched the first two episodes, couldn't get into it, and dropped it. Now I can't find it anywhere to watch it, and she's very upset with me about it. So, <laughs> I I actually enjoyed it. I think I watched the first three seasons. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I've heard and it's a good I, show. I just when I at the time yeah. when I was watching, I just couldn't get into it, and uh -huh. now I just they don't have access to it anywhere to watch it like I want to or need to. Second new story: Netflix is developing a live action Pokemon series. We're going back to Deadline.com for this one by Denise Petsky. Netflix is in early development of a live-action Pokemon series based on the popular trading card sources close to Project Help Deadline. There are no details yet, but we're told Lucifer co-showrunner co and EP Joe Henderson is attached to write the series and EP. Netflix and mm -hmm. reps for Henderson would not comment. So this has got a lot of people excited because the, the, the live-action movie was really well done. And Netflix mm -hmm. is Detective. with her gaming properties are just doing great. So, Yeah. And speaking of Netflix, Netflix's Sweet Tooth is officially confirmed for a second season. And then... Tyler's favorite show. Yeah, just another show I could not get into. And, but good for them. Robert Downey Jr. is really excited about it, obviously. But um, our last one here is that Disney Plus's Hawkeye series is to premiere November 24th, which begs the question, when are we getting Miss Marvel? Are we getting her this year? Because you got to think it's gonna. This will well, run over what six or seven episodes. When does when does the uh, the 
uh, Captain Marvel movie come out? Uh, it's either late next year or summer of next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's gonna be late next year because I'm not even filming yet. So they'll probably we'll probably get the Miss Marvel series early next year because I don't know if this is news. I think I've read it multiple times. Kamala Khan is going to be in the yeah, movie. Because it's called The Marvel. So oh. we've got a Photon in there as well. Yeah, yeah so they're going to want to set all that up and get her origin story told. Yeah. So probably early to mid next year. Because, so, I mean, it was, it was supposed to be one of the ones that came out this year. At least it's what it was slated for. Oh. But we're sitting here talking about what are we going to talk about? What if? Oh, that's right. We do have that coming out uh, two yeah, weeks. What I think, if coming out. I've heard so, so the that first. Titans. Yeah, I'm sure, I think it's the same week actually. Oh, busy week. The um, this is like our because our shows and everything are starting to ramp back up. I know Flash season eight comes out end of this month, I think, or something like that. But the first three, the people, the the media and press has gotten the first three episodes of What If. BD, uh-huh. of course, our buddy from comicbook.com, said the first episode didn't grab him. The second one grabbed him a lot, and the third one was, was pretty good as well. So, which concerns me if the it, first episode doesn't grab BD. I don't know what that's going to mean for, for me, because a lot of our reviews and thoughts and stuff line up with him, so... Have they uh, have they indicated what the first episode is? Mm-mm. They haven't said anything. They haven't teased that at all. It's two weeks out. You'd think they'd. Yeah. I'd, when, you'd think I don't they'd know if we'll get another trailer for it. I mean, we still don't even have a trailer for Spider Man, and that's blowing my mind. Same thing with Hawkeye. We don't have a trailer. Well, we'll get a trailer for it. I'd say in September. But yeah. Eh. Uh, Releases from July 26th to August 8th for TV. The only biggest thing I could find was Friday, July 30th, Outer Banks Season 2 dropped on Netflix. But that's, that's all I've got for not a big TV Word. news week. Big movie week weeks. So, Yeah. Speaking of movies. So, um, Tyler made me watch Space Champ 2. I, I made me watch that as well, if we're going to be fairly honest. <laughs> um, Poor choice. I, yeah, I gave it, I, I did give it a three on, uh, on Letterboxd just because um, there were some good performances in there. Yeah. Um, I, I know one of the complaints that I've heard that I wholeheartedly agree with was it was a complete like I couldn't enjoy the the game at the end no because it was all this stuff with oh you got style points and you got the like what happened to just having a basketball game yeah that was a you lot know, of keep, complaints too it's just your made up rules you know what I mean right uh Don Cheadle did really good though uh, like I, opinion, I thought the, he the best performance out of the whole movie yeah. Um, I I did think it was funny. I'm not sure how much LeBron had to say about this or how much he had to do with it. Um, 
they took some shots at him in this movie. Mm-hmm. They like really even. Of course, the the big one was we found Michael Jordan because the team <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I loved it, but it's just it's like they they commented on how many times he's jumped around to different teams to mm-hmm. join super teams. There's all these little mentions of things that LeBron's done. Even in the opening, they show that clip from his announcement special, taking my talents to South Beach. And it's like, that's something that people have pointed at as a reason that a lot of people don't like him, was that special when he made that announcement. Um, And yet they throw it back in there. I did like the bit at the beginning uh, when he's on the court with the kids and you have the uh, the machine over there, and every time they say ball, it just kicks the ball right. out. <laughs> and the oldest kid, he keeps using the word ball, so it keeps like hitting him <laughs> in the head with balls. That was good. Uh, I didn't like when they when they made the uh, the tunes puppets, basically. Mm-hmm. When they weren't tunes anymore, they looked creepy. Wiley Coyote especially looked creepy. Did you have a little, uh, what was that movie we watched with uh, Jack uh, or Nick? Um, oh, what was that movie? The animatronic one. Oh, the Nicolas Cage one we watched. Oh, uh, Wally's Wonderland. Did you have little flashbacks to that one? <laughs> No, but it was, I sh- probably should have now that you mention it. I, uh, <laughs> this, I don't know. There was just, there was a lot about this that was forgettable. And even in the basketball game, uh, LeBron didn't do a whole lot. Mm-mm. It was just, there, there wasn't a whole lot for him to do throughout the movie, actually. A lot of it fell to, other people and maybe that was his schedule yeah and and they just worked it in it's not going to make me forget the original i'll i'll put it no, that there way was, there was no like good music in this one either like to no like when you think of space well, jam there's like two or that's three because they used that's because they used modern music <laughs> uh, but no it's um it's just not very good I gave it a three, like I said, because I mean it was, it was entertaining to watch in spots, but it wasn't, it wasn't the original. Yeah. So. I, uh, Jamie and I watched it. Of course, we both have watched uh, the original Space Jam back in our youth, and it, I did not like this movie. Like the whole time I was watching, I was like, is this not over yet? I mean, we got to the big game at the end, and just nonsense after nonsense kept happening and i'm like Mm -hmm. lebron is being a terrible dad to this kid like yeah it's celebrating and everything i know it's his kids thing it's just being a parent watching this movie was just not easy to watch and i feel like some of the most interesting things was me trying to look in the background at the little characters like iron giant king Uh kong um the Game of Thrones, White Walkers, and stuff like that. I was paying attention to more than I was the actual game at the end. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said earlier, Don Cheadle's probably the best part about this whole film. 
and you do find yourself rooting for the kid. Yeah, uh, it's just I was like I was I was okay with it, and the little commentators weren't that good. I didn't find them interesting that they pulled in from the real world to narrate the game, and I was like, oh, Ernie Ernie Johnson, yeah. and uh, I can't remember who the other guy was. I just felt like they were not really cringy; they just weren't good. I just didn't seem I, believable. I did like Porky Pig's rap though. That was that good. was that was a good addition to it. That was entertaining. Um, that was the the ending was a little weird. Like they could set up another movie, which I hope they don't. I know there's been talks of them doing another one, but I mean, who are you gonna get for it? I, did, I don't. I had no idea. So. <laughs> But uh, I gave it two and a half on Letterboxd, which comes to like a C minus for me. I just, it was okay. I'm glad yeah. I didn't pay for it. So, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it's probably like a, I, I think I probably would come in at like a C plus. But yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad it was already part of a service that I subscribed to. Yeah, I don't have to watch it anymore. If I'd, if I'd gone to the movies and seen this, I would have been pissed. Yeah, I uh, absolutely agree. <laughs> so all right next week um we're gonna watch this uh new movie coming out it's very uh very indie you mm -hmm. know there's there's not been any press around this at all no big names um, or... no no big names or anything called suicide squad so um, the james gunn one yeah, yeah. The good one, from what I hear. Oh, it's so the Rotten Tomatoes is it's on ninety eight percent right now. I think is it ninety eight or ninety six, which is the highest uh, reviewed out of any DC or Marvel product. So we'll see what the the audience thinks of it. That's of the press. That's a high bar. Mm -hmm. That's a really high bar. If you told me it was the best DC movie. Okay, I mean, Aqu Aquaman and Wonder Woman were good, yeah. right? Shazam was Shazam was pretty good, but I could see it beating out a lot of those others. Mm -hmm. Okay, but all the Marvel movies, yeah. <laughs> really? So we'll we'll see what I... it gets dragged down to when the audience scores start coming in. But with yeah. it being uh, highly rated this well with the press and it being James Gunn and Warner Brothers said, do whatever you want to do. Here's your money. Here's what you, you know. Here's where and everything. Yeah. But do whatever you want to do. So. Be interesting. All right. In movie news from Deadline and Justin Kroll, we have Blade. Now, see, I'm going to have to try and read this name here <laughs> Mogul Mowgli. Helmer Basim Tariq is Marvel's choice to direct new film starring Mahershala. Is that how you say it? Mahershala Ali? As iconic vampire hunter. So we have a director. Good. God, is, is it weird to you, though, that they cast the part before they get the director on board? Yeah, that's a little... But, I mean, that is the same thing with The Rock, with Black Adam, uh, you know, 23 years ago yeah. when they announced it. So. Yeah, but... But that's DC. That's true. We we that's know true. they're gonna screw stuff up. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, 
says, after a thorough search that involved months of meeting a slew of talent, Marvel's new Blade movie has found its director. While a deal is not yet done, well, then why are we talking about this? <laughs> Sources tell Deadline that Bassam Tariq, best known for directing the Riz Ahmed film Mogul Mo- Mowgli, is in talks to helm the new adaptation of the popular comic. I, okay. I I can't say that I've seen the other film. Uh, I don't even know if I've heard of it. That he's done. So I don't know. That's going to kind of be a wait and see thing. Marvel strikes me as the type that if if he comes in and he's not doing it the way that they envision it being done, they'll just yank him. Yeah, yank it, start over. They'll write him. Yeah, they'll write him a check. Say here, go away. Right. But no one so, does though. They they find these directors that do really well, and yeah. So they've they've got a, Kevin Feige's probably seen his work and is like, yeah, I, I know what I want, and yeah, knows what he's wanting him to do. So. Mm-hmm. Next up from IGN, folks. Tyler, had had have you got this pulled up? Yeah, is it not loaded for you? No, it's uh, loading for me. I'm just trying to figure out how to. Oh the. The uh, byline. I don't know how to pronounce that. I might get in trouble on YouTube if I pronounce that the way that. Uh, I wish I clicked her name or his name, and anyways, it doesn't have a pronunciation, but okay. Shatish Naik. Um, the the article is Black Panther star confirms Mbaku will return for sequel. Black Panther star Winston Duke, who played Mbaku, is returning for Black Panther Wakanda forever. While speaking to Collider. Duke talked about the emotional script of Black Panther 2. Duke said, It was very emotional to read the script. It was emotional to pack to go back to set. But we're all a bit of a family now, and we grieve together, and we're making something really special. The movie has already started production last month with Black Panther director Ryan Coogler returning. While talking about making the movie after the tragic passing of star Chadwick Boseman, Marvel Studios Chief Kevin Feige said it's clearly very emotional without Chad, but everyone's also very excited to bring the world of Wakanda back to the public and back to the fans. We're going to do it in a way that would make Chad proud. Um, I'm just glad yeah. Baku's coming back. Yeah. He was one of my favorite characters yeah. in the first movie. Definitely. Um. So that's that's definitely always it's always good when they get the the fan favorite characters back in mm-hmm. there. Um, another Black Panther two news from um, Games Radar by Jordan Gerblick. Black Panther two cast Michaela Cole an unspecified role. She's best known for HBO's I May Destroy You. Um, It's kind of hard to have anything to talk about on this one since we have no idea what she's coming in for. Right. But she'll be she'll be in the film. I wonder if she'll be a villain now here, of some sort or. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know what possible. villain they're gonna go with. We don't know what Black Panther who Black Panther is gonna be. So. Yeah. Now, this next story. 
I saw it and I thought it was somehow clickbait. Mm -hmm. But no, it's not. And we actually reported on something really similar a few months back um, with Wonder Woman 1984. Mm -hmm. um, there were concerns about having it on a streaming service at the same time it was in theaters. And this story comes from Deadline by Anthony D'Alessandro. And Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Um, her agent slams Disney for a direct attack on her character and leaving talent out of the streaming profit equation. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go straight through here and instead of trying to sum up what I've already read from another source. CAA co-chairman and Scarlett Johansson's agent Brian Lord issued a statement Friday in response to Disney's harsh slam against the Black Widow actress in her breach of contract lawsuit versus the Burbank studio. On Thursday, Disney shamed the two-time Oscar nominee by saying her lawsuit showed callous disregard for the pandemic the latter of which has been the studio's excuse for taking Black Widow day and date in theaters on and Disney Plus premiere. Uh, Disney also outed her $20 million salary for the film, which it claims coupled with the Disney Plus monies of the MCU title, significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation. Now, Lord's statement said... I want to address the Walt Disney Company's statement that was issued in response to the lawsuit filed against them yesterday by our client Scarlett Johansson. They've shamelessly and falsely accused Ms. Johansson of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone they and I know she isn't. Which makes no sense. Scarlett. To me. Right. How does Scarlett does her want to get paid what she's due make her insensitive to the pandemic? Right. It it makes no sense. Um, Scarlett has been Disney's partner on nine movies, which have earned Disney and its shareholders billions of dollars. The company included her salary in their press statement in an attempt to weaponize her success as an artist and businesswoman, as if that were something she should be ashamed of. Scarlett is extremely proud of the work she and all of the actors, writers, directors, producers, and the Marvel creative team have been a part of for well over a decade. Uh, the suit was filed as, as a result of Disney's decision to knowingly violate Scarlett's contract. They have very deliberately moved the revenue stream and profits to the Disney Plus side of the company, leaving artistic and financial partners out of their new equation. That's it, pure and simple. And it does go on, but it's, it's not really pertinent here to what yeah. we want to talk about. Um, I will say this, Kevin Feige apparently um, has come out on Scarlett Johansson's side. Mm -hmm. um, so, look, from what I read, he got paid $20 million to do the film, but based on the numbers that the movie has done, had it been strictly in theaters, she would have made an additional $50 million. Yep. Now, it, if putting it on Disney Plus had cost her $5 million, she's probably not saying much, right? Sure. I mean, $5 million is still a lot of money. 
but with what she's making, she's probably like, okay, we can work this out without doing anything uh, harsh. $50 million is a lot of money. To me, it's like this is going to set a precedent for a lot of these other actors for movies coming out that's going to be same, you know, day and date. Because you get a lot of money for percentage of, so she gets a rights for percentage of the ticket sold, and mm-hmm. it's not in her contract to for anything for Disney Plus. So, what whatever's been bought on Disney Plus, she's not getting, and that's right. what the whole point is, is because she's not getting her money. Like again, it's one of those things where she wasn't asked if it's okay to go to Disney Plus, which I'm sure is a whole big reason them waiting so long to put it out anyways, but it's I mean I'm yeah. I'm Scarjo on this one. But, and that's the difference between this and what happened with Wonder Woman eighty four because they contacted Gal Gadot mm-hmm. and said, Hey, what can we do here? Right. And they, I think the settlement they came to was a $10 million check, right? Yeah, she got an extra $10 million, which would have been fine so, for something like this. Right. But. Yeah. So. Good luck on that one, Disney. Yeah, it's a bad look. Yeah. Because what has Kevin Feige just done, right? He just came out right before all this and said, we're moving away from these multi-picture deals. We want this to be something people want to be a part of. Right. Well, if you're going to screw me out of my money, Disney, I want ironclad contracts. And if they're not going to give that out, yeah, if you, I'm if not going to be a part of your people movement. People that we hire on, and because I mean, this is and this isn't out of his hands. So, and this isn't someone that appeared in a movie that did really well. Like they said, she's appeared in nine mm-hmm. films. This was one of your established actors playing one of your established characters that people were waiting two years to see. Right. And this is how you're treating them. Wow. All right. Next up. Unless you got something else on that. No, I'm, I'm good. From comicbookmovie.com. With a byline here to Josh Josh Wilding. From Thor Love and Thunder, Matt Damon confirms return and teases upgrade to Thor Ragnarok role. Set photos have confirmed Matt Damon will return as the Asgardian actor who portrays Loki in Thor Love and Thunder. And the actor has now teased how this movie will upgrade his Ragnarok cameo. Um, how is okay here we go he says we were kind of reprising a cameo that we that Luke Hemsworth and I did in the last one and we had a ball and so and so Taka had us back again to run up to kind of run that joke back and upgrade it a little bit. So that's that's essentially his quote. Um, I'm excited. Now what they what they say next 
Is this how they're going to get around this, do you think? It says something tells us we'll get to see Damon's Loki die at the hands of Thanos. No. Comic book movies not the best on their thoughts and things like that. I'm like, I'm like this is going to be really bad if that's how they... Oh, me. Okay. <laughs> From Screen Rant and Andy... Bebacht. DC's Injustice animated movie cast guide. Every confirmed character. And I know, Tyler, this is one that you're... Yeah. The voice voice cast for DC's Injustice animated movies finally been revealed as several familiar actors are portraying some iconic DC comic characters. Um... I'm just gonna scroll right on down to the castings. Oh yeah, please do. There's some good ones. Justin Hartley as Superman. Mm-hmm. From Green Arrow. He was on this. He he was, you know, also on this uh, on this show. Some people may have heard of mm-hmm. Tyler. I think you watched an episode or two called "This Is Us." Or thirty or forty or however many's out. Here we go. Anson Mount as Batman. Mm-hmm. It's a good pick. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Janet Varney as Wonder Woman. She's uh, the Korra from The Legend of Korra, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Laura Bailey is Lois Lane and Ramakushna. That will be a goodie. Zach Callison is Damian Wayne and Jimmy Olsen. Brian T. Delaney as Green Lantern. Reed Scott as Green Arrow and Victor Zaz. Every oh, time right. I hear Victor Zaz, I think of Gotham. Right, every time. Brandon Michael Hall as Cyborg. That'll be a good one. Yuri Lowenthal as The Flash, Shazam, and Mirror Master. Good old Spider-Man. He's great. Derek Lowen- Phillips. Yuri Lowenthal's really good. Yeah. Derek Phillips is Aquaman and Nightwing. Kevin Pollock is Joker and Jonathan Kent. He's, I've always liked him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Julian Jacobs is Harley Quinn. She'll do fine for that one. Yeah. And then they have other confirmed characters here. Edwin Hodge as Mr. Terrific and Killer Croc. Oliver Hudson as Plastic Man. Um, Anika Noni Rose as Catwoman, Haran Tahir as Raz Al Ghul or Raish Al Ghul, depending on who you're <laughs> who you're talking to. Fred Tatasiori as Captain Adam, and Andrew Morgado as Mirror Master Soldier. So that's a that's a really good cast, man. So I that's a lot of people confirming for that movie too. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Who are you most excited to I have? I like the Yuri Lowenthal and, of course, Justin Hartley. I like a whole lot. So, But Yuri mm-hmm. is who I'll be paying attention to the most just because he's phenomenal anyways. Yeah. 
it as, as I was going down through there, I was reminded too of another text I sent you about Doom Patrol, that Lex Lang is the voice of a character mm-hmm. in there. So I remember uh, when you got a chance to interview him, that was pretty cool. Is that on YouTube? Mm, should be. I think that was one of our. Okay. Uh, no, that was just an article on Nerdwine. Okay. All right. Next up from Deadline.com, Justin Kroll reports Batgirl Leslie Grace lands role of Barbara Gordon in new Warner Brothers and DC film. After testing actresses this week, Warner Brothers and DC Films looks to have found their Batgirl. Sources tell Deadline, Leslie Grace has been tapped to play Barbara Gordon in the studio's Batgirl. Um, says they were already super high on the rising Afro-Latina star following her breakout role in In the Heights. Haven't seen it. Mm, not yet. And sources say her audition sealed the deal as the choice. Um, it's hard to say not having seen her work how she'll probably do she'll probably do she'll probably do well you know just depends on how dceu wants to do it well that's the thing it's um <laughs> it's the film universe so how do they want to um how do they want to screw the pooch on this so to speak right. Um, let's see I'm looking for your tweet that you sent me oh you're fine it's just her uh, saying uh, she's excited about the role and everything she's extremely stoked about it So there we go yeah I'm beyond excited to embody Barbara Gordon, your Batgirl. I cannot believe what I'm writing right now. Thank you, DC, for welcoming me to the family. I'm ready to give her all I've got. Yeah. It's interesting that they, they didn't just put like a comic image of Batgirl up on the Hollywood Reporter story that she retweets. They used Yvonne Craig's Batgirl from the Batman yeah. 66 TV show. That was kind of makes you think yeah. a little bit. All right, now here's one about one of our favorite actors. I mean, really, um, from Screen Rants, Grant Herman's J.K. Simmons is in talks to reprise Justice League's Gordon for Batgirl movie. Um, yeah. I'm in. I I can't wait, and I hope that he does come back. He, yeah. He's in so much stuff right now. I. We have, um, obviously, he voices Omni Man. Uh, on Invincible. The phenomenal Omni Man. Who's killing everybody? Um, so yeah, I'm all in on that. Let's see here. Warner Brothers news from Variety.com. 
and the byline belongs to Cynthia Littleton. Warner Brothers is going to produce at least 10 movies exclusively for HBO Max in 2022. Um, so this says Warner Media CEO Jason Killer said Thursday as he declared motion pictures matter and will continue to matter. He spoke as part of AT&T's second quarter earnings call in which he was asked about the company's distribution strategy for Warner Brothers titles next year. Uh, says next year, Warner Brothers looks to be moving back to a more traditional theatrical release strategy, albeit with a shortened 45-window 45, 45 for exclusive theatrical distribution for many of the theatrical-bound titles on its slate. Um, they're going through a transition next year with its planned spinoff from AT&T into a merger with Discovery, whose CEO, David Zaslov, will take the reins of the combined company should the transaction be approved by regulators. So... I'm confused. I'm curious to see what movies. But I mean, at yeah. least 10 means, you know, with potential plans for more. So... Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it how it works out. I mean I don't think they're gonna be able to go back fully to the way it used to be. No. You know, where you would release a movie, it would have its theatrical run, then two, three months later it would show up on a streaming service. That's people aren't gonna wait that long anymore. Um from the independent in the UK with a byline to Lewis Chilton. Michael B. Jordan is developing a limited series based on black Superman Valzad, says report. Michael B. Jordan's reportedly developing a limited series based around the black incarnation of Superman. The Black Panther star previously discussed rumors that he would be playing Superman in a forthcoming film directed by J.J. Abrams, describing them as flattering. However, a new report in Collider claims Jordan and his production company, Outlier Society, are developing a limited series for HBO Max based on the comic book character Valzad, who becomes an alternate version of Superman. It's claimed that the project, which is separate to Abrams' film, could potentially feature Jordan in the lead role, but is currently still at an early stage of development, with a writer only just being hired. Um... This is cool. Yeah. I was There is Go ahead. There is a uh trying to remember which comic series it was. But there's an issue in that series. It was part of the new fifty two. There's an issue in that series where this character first dons Superman's costume. Um that is spiking because of this news right now. Mm -hmm. It's shooting up in value. Um but I've heard that they may be doing a lot of these sorts of one-offs for DC characters, similar to the Joker movie and this and the Pattinson Batman movie. Again, not smart, but, you know, to each their own. <laughs> Next up from The Hollywood Reporter and Aaron Couch. Batman Unburied, Winston Duke to voice 
star as Bruce Wayne. It's been a good week. Stars joined by act. It has. <laughs> stars joined by actor Jason Isaacs as Alfred for the Spotify podcast from David S. Goyer. Winston Duke is headed from Wakanda to Gotham City. The Black Panther actor will voice star in Batman Unburied, the upcoming Spotify podcast that hails from the Dark Knight screenwriter David S. Goyer. Duke will star as Bruce Wayne with Harry Potter actor Jason Isaacs joining as Alfred, Batman's trusty butler. No other castings have yet been announced. It's exciting. Yeah. It's a weird Good choice. thing for a podcast, but it's still exciting. I mean, it's kind of a throwback to the way they used to do radio when they had all the plays and serials and uh, stuff done on radio. What was the one of the aliens that uh war of the worlds war of the worlds where people kill themselves because i thought i was really happy yeah yeah hopefully yeah. uh we've evolved past that but i don't think so well i no, i some of some of us i think have i think some of us are still trying to figure out how to get out of the sludge <laughs> um next up the hollywood reporter by james hibbard Aquaman 2 producer explains why fan campaign to fire Amber Heard was rejected. Peter Safran dismisses social media drive by Johnny Depp supporters to remove Heard from the DC sequel. You gotta do what's best for the movie. No, you don't. Well, well, I mean, they didn't on Fantastic Beasts, right. so that's what I'm saying. So dumb. Aquaman producer... <laughs> Aquaman producer Peter Safran explained why online efforts to get Amber Heard removed from the superhero sequel were dismissed by the film's creative team. Heard plays aquatic warrior Mera in the franchise and has been the target of an intense lobbying campaign on social media, largely driven by Johnny Depp supporters in the wake of the actor's tumultuous divorce. Um, let's see. Safran said, I don't think we're ever going to to react to honestly pure fan pressure you got to do what's best for the movie we felt that if it's james wan and jason momoa it should be amber heard that's really what it was hmm. um that's poor okay. choice if you ask me like i don't i don't understand how you I mean, come out with that statement i'm just saying yeah we don't care we're gonna keep her in the movie anyway right but it, it makes I, sense. I, I mean, if it was something where accusations were made and it was still up in the air, you know, right? or if the accusations have been proven true and it was just some hardcore Johnny Depp fans that wanted her fired, I'd be like, nah, look, y'all got to get out of here with that. But she admitted that she made the stuff up. Yep. So let's keep her in the movie. Let's keep making her money. I just don't understand. Uh, don't get me wrong, right? Like, I'm still, like, every time I throw on All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, I'm still sitting there going, damn. <laughs> but, you know, you can't, it's basically a reward to her to let her stay on the movie. Yep. All right, last up. Seems like we've had a lot of movie news. Mm-hmm. I, from Deadline and Nelly Andriva, Netflix to require COVID vaccinations for actors and other Zone A personnel on its U.S. productions. 
Um, they've become the first major Hollywood studio to implement a blanket policy mandating vaccination, vaccinations for the cast of all of its U.S. productions, as well as those who come into contact with them on set. Um, she says, I hear the streamer just informed their production teams and partners it will be requiring vaccinations for everyone working in Zone A, which consists of the actors and those who come in close proximity to them. This is going to be interesting because we've heard actors coming out. Um, Tom Cruise was one who, who really took a stance of before they could require people to, to get vaccinated like this, he was saying, you know, you have to socially distance. People are counting on us to make this movie. You have to abide by the guidelines. And, and now studios are ramping it up to this. So I'm curious, because there's a lot of well-known people in these Netflix productions. It's, I'm curious to see Who's... what actors push back, if any. Because, I mean, a lot of your actors are all for the vaccine and have shown right. pictures of them already vaccinated and stuff like that. And, and this makes me excited, uh, makes me want to support Netflix even more for them to say, hey, you know, if you're, into, if you're going to be in our zone A, which is you're on the set, you're interacting with these actors and actresses, you have to be vaccinated. And because we saw what happened with The Witcher. I mean, besides uh, Henry Cavill breaking his leg, uh, you know, he got, or some of the members getting COVID on the set, which pushed them back and delayed them. And right. this is... This is how you combat that, you know, losing millions a day or a week or whatever. And this is, and I am so glad that somebody's doing it and it's a big production studio like this doing it. So good for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, plus, look, there's, there's times where, you know, depending on how they want the scene to play out, Say you've got two characters that have to kiss one another. Mm -hmm. If one of you, or if neither of you are vaccinated, you're coming into close contact, depending on the type of kiss, you might have, even have some bodily fluid swapping. That's going to increase your odds mm -hmm. of getting it. If And the other person could be a carrier and show no symptoms. So... This is smart business on Netflix's part. Look, if if you're doing a job like that for a living, you just got to get yeah. the vaccine. Well, you got to get the vaccine, it, period. It's, it's, and this is good on them for, and this also shows that they care not only about their assets and the production of these things, but their employees as well that they hire on and are keeping work right. and stuff like that. You know, they're keeping them safe. So mm -hmm. good for them. Yeah, definitely. Last, we have our releases for the week of July 26th to August 8th. The Jungle Cruise dropped at the movies and on Disney Plus July 30th. The Green Knight comes out in the U.S. at the cinema July 30th. And Suicide Squad August 5th in the U.S. at the cinema and on HBO Max. I did not realize that's HBO Max either. So I wonder, 
because there's you know you got John Cena in there, you got Nathan Fillion, you've got Margot Robbie, you've got there's some names, and I wonder if we're gonna see more people complain, right? Like, hey, you're putting this up for streaming, and my contract only includes box office. I wonder because it's Warner Brothers as well. I mean, they mm-hmm. the deal with Gal Gadot, so I wonder if I don't know because there's a lot of big name people in there. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Next up, we got us some Vidya games. Chris, you've been playing anything interesting lately? Just my usuals. I know I've been. I jumped back into the Avengers one more time because I had their quadruple weekend this past weekend for four days. Uh, Mm -hmm. Quadruple XP weekend, excuse me. Played it a little bit. Still haven't gotten past uh, Clint Barton's story. But with War of Wakanda coming up in two or three weeks, two and a half weeks for War of Wakanda, I I need to just to get everything going back and getting back into it. I've been playing Destiny still, um, Skyward Sword still. Just this past week, I hadn't really been able to do you're, much due to being ill. But you know, here we are. You're really gonna be busy because that's gonna drop probably about the same time that Titans and. Uh what if startup so you'll yeah. be yeah watch i've i've gonna have a august is usually august september is when like all your big video games drop and so as well as our fall tv shows and it's going to be a uh, a busy season this year although yeah uh, horizon forbidden west has been delayed but not officially delayed until early 2022 which everyone knew that was coming anyways so there was no way it was coming out in 21, but so we'll see. And then the mm-hmm. only notable big game news that I have is the August monthly games for PlayStation Plus, PlayStation 5, and PlayStation 4. There is the new Battle Royale Hunters Arena Legends comes out. And Plants vs. Zombies for Battle the Neighborville for PlayStation 4. And Tennis World Tour 2. Uh, not oh. their their biggest drop. Hold me back, right? But uh, Hunter's Arena is supposed to be like one of the next big um, battle royale games because the way the graphics are and the way you play. I will jump into it just to test it out, but I'm curious to see if it grasps me. But I, there's no telling. I mean, we got it next week is when it drops, so can't remember what july was but i think that july was like a i think it was a pretty big month for them i don't i think if whatever it was already had so i think one of them was like nba 2k oh i need to grab the july playstation nba game oh it was the playtale innocence uh call of duty black ops 4 and wwe 2k battlegrounds was okay, yeah. So, Playtale so, Innocence, people play, need to play it, though. Yeah. So, it's on Game Pass, so that's why I'll, where I'll play it. But. Ooh, hold on, I lost my docket. Uh oh. One second. Click the wrong button. Well, on my mouse. You have your. 
And then as far as games, notable releases from 726 to 8.8, Tribes of Midgard came out for PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, July 27th, and The Ascent for PC and the Xbox Series and the Xbox One came out on July 29th and on Game Pass. Uh, both a lot of those are getting some good good talk about and good feed if you're into those kind of games. Uh, Tribes of Midgard I'll probably try out when it goes on discount, but this I got too much going on in my backlog right now to pay attention to that mm-hmm. one. But ladies and gentlemen, that has been episode 35 of the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we can't wait to go with you next week. And next week, we got Suicide Squad. I'm really excited about that one. Should be a lot of fun due to all of the uh, press and everything it's getting of how popular it is and how good it is. So we'll, we'll see if it holds up to those ratings when we come back to you next week. Hopefully, neither one of us is. I mean, hopefully, both of us are in good health next week, so we... Don't have Hopefully to skip the audio records. Hopefully the audio records. That's a big thing as well. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, guys, go to social media. You can follow Nerdwide at Nerd underscore Wide on Twitter. You can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MavTN7. As always, if you're on Facebook, you go to Nerdwide.com for that one as well. If you search on a little Facebook search bar to find us there. But guys, that has been this week of the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we cannot wait to get to you next week. Don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and get vaxxed. Later, guys.